Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the first time I was here, I was kind of the young guy. And it's weird now because now I'm kind of the old guy. I'm trying to spread the knowledge of what I do have. But our guys in our room, they're... The ability that we have is just unreal between AJ, Ed, Greg, Boogie, you know, just the guys, and it's just Vaughn. It's crazy, DQ, how much talent we have. We just need to come together fast and get it going. That is Bill's defensive tackle, Jordan Phillips. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday, Hour 2 getting underway here. And uh, we will kick Hour 2 off with uh, the second of a back-to-back bald Bill's Twitter, uh, bald Bill's content creator. Uh, don't tell Aaron, but definitely the more handsome one here joining me now is Ryan Talbot of New York Upstate on the Western Hotline. Ryan, uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully Aaron doesn't take too much of offense to me calling you the most handsome one. Hey, you, you know, I, I hope not. I, I, I like though. I like where your head's at with that uh, proclamation. Listen, man, uh, I like to make sure when my guests get introductions that they're proper introductions, um, and, and you are no different, my friend. I appreciate you, as always, for joining me on a Saturday afternoon. Um, let's kick things off. I wanted to ask you what the deepest group that you believe in terms of like position groups on this Bills team is, um, and, and you can go as far as to say like an entire group, you can combine the defensive line together, both linebacker positions, the defensive backfield as, an, as a whole. Where do you believe, jumping into this right now with this Bills team this year, their deepest position group currently lies? Yeah, in my opinion, it's definitely the defensive line, like you mentioned. You, you know, you bring in uh, some new faces, Von Miller, Daquan Jones, you have Tim Settle. You bring back Jordan Phillips and, and Shaq Lawson, and then those guys are joining a group that has Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, uh, A.J. Epineza. So uh, a mix of a lot of younger players that were first, second-round picks, uh, and then some really good signings in free agency. Obviously, Von Miller gets all of the got all the attention, and rightfully so, but uh, a guy like Daquan Jones is going to be so important and so vital to the middle of that defensive line. And even Tim Settle. I love Settle in Washington. Uh, they had a, a starting defensive line of nothing but first-round players, yet they had to make room for Settle every week because every time he got on the field, he was making impact plays. Yeah, and I, and I do think the rotation is going to be really interesting in the interior, Ryan, and, and kind of how things start. Are you expecting maybe Settle, or is it Jones, in your opinion, that you think is sort of the de facto, okay, 
he's the starter, but we know how Sean McDermott, how's Le- how Leslie Frazier like to rotate the numbers at the defensive line. To say that you're the starter doesn't mean you're a guy that's getting 65, 70% of the snaps. I would be surprised if we see anybody on this defensive line short of Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Von Miller that get a lot more than 55, 60% of the snaps. Yeah, you nailed it. I think Jones might be the starter name, but you're still going to get settled. Uh, his fair share of reps on the inside. Phillips is going to make sure he gets his fair share of reps on the inside. Obviously, Oliver's going to be playing, I would say, the most of those defensive tackles. And, and then what's interesting, too, is even though I rattled off nine names, there's still guys like Brendan Bryant, Eli Anku, who are, are solid players. And when given the opportunity, they made some plays last year. So the, the Bills like to go heavy on their defensive line. Ten, maybe even 11 players isn't out of the question. Yeah, and, and I think, too, the the – one guy, and you heard him in the clip there, Jordan Phillips, that I just feel like is a definitely an under-the-radar signing this, this offseason, Ryan. But I'm wondering what kind of role you see Jordan Phillips having. Because for his size, he's never truly been like that two-gap run defender, right? He's big, but he's got a sneaky athleticism to him. Like, I think I could really see a, a scenario, Ryan, where he might be your de facto you know, one tech pass rusher out with Ed Oliver on third downs and be the guy on the interior next to Ed that can get after the quarterback and rush the passer. Like, is that the kind of role you're seeing with Phillips? And, I mean, I can't remember a time a team has three guys that can rotate outside of Ed Oliver, of course, but can rotate at either the one or three tech. I mean, the versatility between all four of those guys. I know that Ed Oliver can play one tech, but I'm I'm excited to see Ed Oliver have the guys around him so that he doesn't need to play out of position and play the one technique position. Like, he's got guys that are either A, oversized, or B, the perfect size for the one-tech position. And I think they've really missed that because of the last couple of years. I love Harrison Phillips. This is not a shot at him. But he's an undersized one-tech in terms of, of, of one techniques in the NFL. And Starla Tule, it felt like, Ryan, year after year after year, was trending to be lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, and I don't think that's probably by the direction of the Bills. I think they wanted some size and some beef in the middle. They're certainly going to get that, but it's not just at the one-tech. They can move guys around. I think Tim Settle's a guy that could easily be the first sub in if Ed Oliver comes off the field at three-tech. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, with that Oliver, this is going to be, I feel like he's gotten better every year, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is the breakout season because of the talent across the entire line. It's going to let him really uh, play to his strengths, and he has really improved uh, in those one-on-one matchups. So if you have some a, a true one technique next to him, uh, he's going to make some plays in the run game. He's also going to be able to get after the quarterback. Uh, you have Von Miller, you have Greg Rousseau, who I think is ready to take that big leap. But then, you know, going back to Jordan Phillips, I, I love the idea of bringing him in there on those pass rush situations, those third down plays. Because even if the team attempts to draw a play or a run play, he's solid against the run. Uh, but what got him that big payday in his last year with Buffalo was all those sacks where he was kind of cleaning up on plays, where they were getting pressure off the edges and, and the quarterback would try to go on the inside and there was Phillips. I could see him having another really solid year in that role again in 2022 with the Bills. You make such a good point about the types of sacks Jordan Phillips got, and I'm wondering, too, like, the Bills, I think, I was, would you say that you were surprised at the attention 
that the defensive line got this offseason, considering they weren't bad last year, Ryan. They, But I also wouldn't say they were like the strength of the defense by any means. And they just did not have the vers- the scheme versatility when a team wanted to go ground and pound and you're playing the Titans, when you're playing the Browns or the Ravens. They didn't really have the bodies to match up with those teams on those offensive lines and those power run games. They do now, but they also have the ability to play against these high-powered passing offenses. I wonder, like, how maybe surprised were you that Brandon Bean not only decided that he needed to make over the defensive line, but that he basically scrapped everybody but their three young guys, four young guys, and completely remade what they were on that defensive line in its entirety? Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm shocked that he did that because I, I feel like every single year he's he's really paid attention to both lines, offensive line, defensive line. His MO since becoming Bill's GM is, you know, I, I'm going to get as much depth and competition on the offensive line. Now, on the defensive line, they've been drafting guys round one, round two. Uh, they've been trying to find those missing pieces. And I think they said, like, you, to your point, it was an okay unit last year in the defensive line, but – they didn't have that one player that could create uh, sacks in the big moments, and Jerry Hughes was great at creating pressures even in 2021, but he wasn't finishing plays. Mario Addison was, was up there in sacks in both of his years here in Buffalo, but he was not the guy that he was in Carolina. So you kind of have to say, okay, we got to revamp this thing. You want to go with your young players that you've already invested uh, draft capital in, and then you want to bring in that established pass rusher like Von Miller, who has already had them at the pass rush summit. He's going to be great in the locker room for this team. Uh, on the inside, Daquan Jones, I really think is going to be that guy that at the one tech is going to help with the, the linebackers make plays, come up on the line he's, because he's going to be eating up those uh, you know, offensive linemen going one-on-one with them, taking on two guys at times. So I, I really like what Brendan Bean did, and it's it just kind of follows what he's been doing. Build up the lines year in, year out. Make that one of your strengths. Yeah, and getting back to, like, one of the things that I think some people get confused about, and and they hear, well, Von Miller is going to really help Ed Oliver. Like, he should really be the guy that elevates Ed Oliver to have that true breakout campaign. I think a lot of people were expecting to see from the start of last year. They didn't see it at the start, but they certainly saw it at the end, Ryan. What to you, what's the biggest factor that that, that Von Miller has? And I know you kind of alluded to it in how how effective – Jordan Phillips was his last year in Buffalo because he was kind of cleaning up everything in the middle when when those edge rushers were so effective on the outside. Is it as simple as that, that like Ed Oliver's going to have more opportunities to get sacks because Von Miller is pressing the edge so much? Yeah, I I mean, it is that simple. And and listen, I I don't think the Bills had someone last year that uh, opposing coaches said, hey, we really got to pay attention to this specific player. Uh, in terms of getting after our quarterback consistently. So you could uh, pay more attention to guys on the interior like Ed Oliver. So now, though, with Von Miller, he showed last year in the playoffs, once he adjusted to that defense uh, of the Rams, he could still be a big-time difference maker. You go through the entire playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay, I would argue, was his best playoff game, even better than the Super Bowl where he made some notable plays he made some games in the uh made some plays in the 49ers game as well and then the Super Bowl he was outstanding so there's you still have to pay attention to Von Miller and when teams are paying attention to a guy like Von Miller that's going to help your Greg Rousseau it's going to help your Ed Olivers it's going to help the defense as a whole it's even going to help on the back end with that secondary because if that quarterback has half a second less to scan the field that could lead to more bad decisions batted balls interceptions and the list goes on 
Ryan Talbot here of the Shout Podcast. You can find him uh, and his co-host, Matt Perino, wherever you get your podcasts. He's also a writer at New York Upstate and Syracuse.com. Ryan Talbot here on the Western Hotline. And the guy I kind of wanted to follow up on here, too, is Greg Rousseau, since we're talking about the defensive line. I mean, it's kind of crazy. We're, we've been talking about it for you know 15 minutes or so here, and we're just finally getting to Rousseau. But a really strong start to the rookie campaign and it did feel, Ryan, like there was a tapering off. And this is a guy that didn't play football for a full season. It's coming off of a shortened football season at Miami his last year. You know, just a much a, a much shorter schedule in college in the NFL. What are your year two expectations, knowing all the other aspects that have changed along this defensive line? Like, where do you where do you stand with Rousseau and what he looks like in year two? I actually see him making a very big leap. And now I'm not sitting here saying all pro, pro bowl, anything like that. But I think I'm going to see a big leap in his play. And, and a lot of it has to do with Von Miller and the talent around him. But the second thing is you have to look at these young prospects when they first come into the league. And you nailed it. First of all, uh, he was coming out of one of those COVID years. He didn't play football for an entire season. Yes, he was training for the NFL um, but even, even when you're just training for the NFL, it's not the real, it's not the same as the real game, getting into a program, understanding, uh, the, the, the frame that you have to have the, um, cardiovascular, all those aspects. So when, when you're a rookie and you enter the league, you usually don't have much of an off season because you're meeting with teams, even if it's via zoom or if it's, uh, in other capacities, and a lot of these guys have bowl games and things of that nature. He had an entire offseason to work on areas where the Bills said, hey, listen, you know, we liked what we saw from you as a run stopper. We liked what we saw from you making plays in this role. But here are the things you need to work on. And anyone that follows Rousseau on social media, he's been putting in the work all offseason. He looks like he's added a lot of muscle to that frame. So the size is there. Now you add that strength factor to it. You add Von Miller into the fold opposite uh, Rousseau, and then you already have a talented uh, player in Ed Oliver, you, you brought in some other defensive tackles. I really think that Rousseau is going to shine in 2022. And listen, Ryan, you know, to, to maybe cap up this defensive line group, I, I think everyone sort of knows what's at stake for A.J. Epinesa in year three. They're, people are looking at him to take that step that he didn't really take last year in year two, and I think there was an expectation with the weight being down and fitting into a position that he would take that leap, and it never happened, not last year anyways. But the guy I want to ask you about is Boogie Basham because this is a player that I think was a victim of the numbers. I, I don't think that there was like a level of disappointment internally in the organization like, oh, man, this was, guy was a second-round pick, and he just has not looked the part in training camp. So, hey, we're going to keep these veterans around. I think that this was a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl-caliber team that had veterans on the defensive line that under contract that they just simply – he got buried a little bit, but Ryan, he was a second-round pick, and I think that in the NFL today, your second-round pick has to have some level of impact, and he just did not have it last year. What does his role in your eyes look like this year in 2022? Well, I don't think you're going to see him inactive much this year, if at all, so that's, that's the first major change, and to his credit, when he was given opportunities last year, he made a splash play here and there. He made some plays at the end of the regular season and the playoffs. So I am intrigued to see what's going to happen. But you're, you're right. Round two players are supposed to have some sort of impact uh, for your team, whether it's games played, whether, uh, you, you know, d- depending on the position, it obviously changes. But last year, the Bills had the luxury of going best player available. And that's, again, something Brandon Bean always does. And so it led to them going back-to-back defensive ends. And you already had Hughes. You already had Addison. 
you had a lot of veterans in that room, and it just ended up being a numbers game from week to week. So Basham was kind of the odd man out. You already had Epinesa there. You spent a first-round pick on Russo. Uh, this year, though, you're going to see him active most weeks. You're going to see him get his his uh, snaps in the rotation. It might not be, obviously, as much as Von Miller or Roussel, but you're still going to see him getting his fair share of reps, and I think that'll lead to some opportunities for him to make plays. So the one guy I did want to ask you about, too, before I let you go here, Ryan, is your expectations of whether or not this year's second-round pick will curb, I think, the bad luck that this team has had with immediate impacts in the second round. Since Brandon Bean has gotten here, you know, you go back, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham last year, Epinesa the year prior, the year before that, it was Cody Ford, and we have not seen that step made by Cody Ford. Is this year's second-round pick, James Cook, is he going to buck the trend? Is he going to be a big contributor on this offense? Maybe not early, but by the end of the season, do you expect him to be... Maybe not the primary ball carrier, but a guy that sees, you know, 40, 45, 50% of the snaps. Yes, exactly that. Listen, the the Bills like to ease their rookies into the fold if they have someone that's already established there. So there have been circumstances like Trey White, when they drafted him, they needed him on the field immediately. Tremaine Edmonds, same thing. But when the Bills draft a player, if there's someone that's already established, they're not going to rush you into action. And I think that Devin Singletary, especially the way that he finished 2021, um, 75 or 78 yards or more in every game from about week 13, week 14 on, even through wildcard weekend, uh, something around eight touchdowns over that span of time. So he was a difference maker for this team. So he's going to be your, your number one back, and rightfully so, he deserves it. So you ease Cook into the lineup. Maybe it's on passing downs. You put him into the backfield. Maybe just line him up as a wide receiver. He's that good in in natural as a receiving, as a pass-catching back. But as the season goes on, yes, his role is going to start to expand. You're going to see him more and more. And a 60-40 split by the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. Last thing I have for you, I'm going to stick in the running back room. What's your prediction on what happens with Zach Moss? I think he makes it, but listen, he needs a strong training camp. Uh, Last year, I, I heard from some people, you know, uh, if he wasn't a high draft pick for this team, I'm not sure he would make the roster over some of these other players. He was coming off of a pretty serious injury last yep. year. He couldn't really cut well one way. Brandon Beans alluded to that this offseason. I just think that actually the drafting James Cook benefited Zach Moss mm. uh, because Duke Johnson is now the one that I think is going to be on the hot seat and, and most likely on the outside looking in because he kind of mimics what you expect James Cook to do be that pass catching back. That's what he did most of his career. Now, mind you, Johnson last year in Miami when they brought him in, he didn't. He was mostly a runner, and he did a very nice job. So I'm not saying Johnson has no chance, but I think that because Cook can be such a uh, good pass catcher, as long as Moss can show that he can be kind of uh, that bruising inside the tackle guy, he can show a little bit of what we haven't seen from him in a few years, he has a chance to stick on this roster. All right, Ryan, appreciate you, brother. Uh, what do you and Matt got going on? Shout, uh, any upcoming uh, articles or things you're working on you want to promote? Yeah, I'm going to be looking at uh, top 22 players going into 2022, so I'll have a little series on that coming up soon. No shout this upcoming week. Matt's going to be on vacation, but we will be having some – uh, one or two shows every single week. Obviously, when camp ramps up, we'll be doing a few shows every week there. And then we're going to hopefully have a live location podcast here coming up in July. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you as always. Enjoy your long weekend, and uh, let's chat again soon. Hey, sounds great. Thanks again. All right, buddy. Ryan Talmot there of New York Upstate The Shout Podcast and Syracuse.com. I'm going to take a timeout on the other side. Benjamin Albright's going to join me. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. That's coming up next here on WGR.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 